0: but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Listen in for tangible tips and advice for growing your business from those who have been there. Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanna talk about The Breakfast Pantry a female-powered Canadian brand dedicated to helping customers experience their best mornings. They thoughtfully curate a selection of plant-based breakfast and pantry staples, health and wellness products, eco-conscious home goods, and more. When shopping with The Breakfast Pantry, you're supporting dozens of small businesses whose products are available on their site. You can shop via their e-commerce store at www.thebreakfastpantry.com where they offer shipping across Canada and the U.S., That's TheBreakfastPantry.com. Okay, so I am joined here with Gigi Robinson. Gigi, thank you so much for joining me here today. And I'm excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, it's so nice to be here. And uh, happy Friday, Junior.
0: Yes, well, I'm, I'm so excited to hear more about your story. So, so to start things off, you know, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, how you got in your career? Um, yeah, just a little introduction.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Well, hi, everyone. Again, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I first got my career started back in high school. I actually wanted to be a photographer, so I ended up building out a huge portfolio of photography accolades, internships in high school. I mean, what high schooler has internships? I was absolutely out of control, and I just was super interested in kind of being the best of the best in my age category, really, and doing anything that I could to get there. So I've always been really this like self-motivated person that wanted to be the best. And the only way of being the best is by putting in the work and honing your craft and getting good at what you do. So that's really how I think the spark uh, really was ignited. And I ended up going to the Fashion Institute of Technology for a year before I transferred to the University of Southern California. And again, FIT just was not a good match for me, which is totally fine and normal. You know, people transfer colleges all the time. And While I was there, I did have two separate internships. I worked for two different photographers. And it was really, really awesome to, again, be able to zone in on what I'm good at and get even better at it. And then I went to USC which is in LA. And it was really amazing because there was so much access to like any field around me, whether that was sports or entertainment or TV or uh, production, music. I mean, everything you want is out there. And I just kind of went for it. And again, took any opportunity that came my way I also joined a social media club called USC Reach, which really was a propeller in helping me get to where I am today. So that is my journey in short.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, there's definitely so much I want to dive into. But, um, you know, to start off, I know you you have mentioned that you wanted to be a photographer. And then since then, you transitioned your skills into from the image making into creating an impact through storytelling. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the shift and sort of what prompted that?
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest, uh, I guess, starters that I can talk about is that when I joined REACH, this club on campus back in 2017 it was really about being a part of the social media world, regardless of what your role was in it. So at the time, I was really interested in creating assets for social pages that would be posted or maybe go up on digital billboards or um, online e-commerce websites, so on and so forth. So that's how I really started getting involved with social media. And then as I went through it and started stepping in front of the camera instead of behind it, I was doing a lot of self-portraitures. But yeah, as I started jumping in front of the camera and doing these self-portraits of these high-quality you know, images for brands, I started to realize like, okay, well, actually, it's so much more than just taking a pretty photo. I have my story to tell about being chronically ill. I could talk about being a college student. I could talk about my career journey. Like, There's so many different elements of... Being an influencer and putting different kinds of you know storytelling behind an image or behind a campaign together with a brand, so the shift really happened. I think in the past couple of years, when you know over the pandemic, brands it was kind of creators started taking that autonomy back over the brands of being like, okay, if you want to work with uh, LGBTQ plus creators during Pride Month, you better be working with us year round, otherwise off, you're just a poser. And I think Gen Z was really instrumental in also declaring that. And now I don't want to say brands are scared, but they're more aware and they're more willing to raise awareness for a lot of these kind of hallmark monthly uh, calls more frequently. And that has developed certainly over the past couple of years.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and one of the points you mentioned there, I'll, I'll read this from the website. Um, despite all of the physical and psychological challenges that threaten the path to become who you are today, you've challenged adversity and dedicated a majority of your life to becoming a master content creator. Yeah. So I know you mentioned it briefly there. Can you tell us a little bit about overcoming these challenges? And you know, how do you stay motivated during those difficult times?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, everybody has challenges. And I think reminding ourselves that everyone does struggle is like, super, super important. When I face something that's particularly infuriating or scary to do because I've never done it before. Um, for example, hiring someone or firing someone, or um, you know, not getting something that I wanted out of a partnership or a deal. Like those are moments where I try to beat myself up. But I seriously mean this: that you have to learn how to have grace, and you need to learn how to also forgive yourself for like not doing everything, and also being okay with not getting everything right. Like we're only human. And if everybody got everything perfect, that would not make us human. That would make us robots, I think. Um So I also go to therapy and I think therapy is really important. So um yeah, that's kind of what I would do. I also think like In moments where I struggle, I uh, luckily have learned a lot of breathwork technique. And I think, you know, really going in and breathing, um, doing, you know, five to 10 breaths can really calm your uh, parasympathetic nervous system. And I think that's really, really important uh, when we're talking about mental health. And I'm not saying... Taking deep breaths is going to cure you of everything, but it can at the very least calm your body into a state where you can think with a clear mind about a situation and make those decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that those are great techniques that anyone can really use at any point. And um, one point you brought up there too, was hiring a team and sort of managing a team. And you have worked for many companies in the media industry from TikTok to Warner Brothers to yeah. pictures. Um, what has been your biggest takeaway from working at these companies? And is there been anything that you know, you've taken away that you've
1: really wanted to implement into your own business from working there? You know, yes and no. I think from a business perspective, I definitely understand like holistically what these companies start to look for. And I think that that is really, really cool. I'm not a Warner Bros company yet. Obviously I'm very small. Um, However, I think, you know, figuring out how you're the right fit for a campaign and also being okay with saying like, no, I think is really, really important because a lot of times, especially when you're starting out, you want to take everything on. And you do think that every single thing has to happen and it has to be a certain way. You have to say yes, because it's all that there is. However, that's not the case. Like saying no to an opportunity is actually Way more beneficial um, to your mental health and to your business, because a lot of times something better is just around the corner that is going to ultimately be better for you at the end of the day. And I think that's something that I definitely have learned, especially with these like short term internship kind of opportunities that I had in my undergrad, where I thought doing one internship was my end all be all. And then I would get a, you know, interview for the next. And that was even better. And then that led me to the next internship. For example, my internship with Warner Bros was canceled because of the pandemic. However... One of the uh, agencies that they contracted to help them create some TikTok campaigns was having, you know, Instagram um, and TikTok kind of uh, live panel events. And I was attending them and I got an email asking if I wanted a job. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like this happened because of that one opportunity. So you never know really what's going to come out of it. And just, I, I don't expect anything. I just appreciate everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important quality to have. And it's, it's like that saying to, you know, one door closes, two doors open, there's always yeah. something be- best to come. And um, you mentioned there too, you know, the mental health component, I think it's so important for everyone, but especially business owners, you know, there has been statistics where, you know, it definitely affects them a lot. And so do yeah. you have any sort of advice, especially for business owners on taking care of your mental health and like putting that first?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the idea of boundaries in today's world is so harsh and really it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. I think something similar, especially if you're a freelancer is this kind of like maybe block around money. Right. And, you know, not wanting, especially, I guess I'll talk about influencers rather than like business in general, but, you know, for influencers, a lot of the time there's this fear of losing a really big campaign because, you know, you're not getting paid well. So do you, you know, make your boundary a little bit looser and kind of sacrifice like compensation because of the affinity to build your portfolio? Or are you willing to kind of risk it all and say, no, this is my worth, pay me. And sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no, and you move on. Um, but I think. Again, like I just said, saying no to certain opportunities is really important. And in balancing your mental health, I think you, especially if you work from home in today's world and if you're in office, like get out, go for a walk, um, take the time off, ask the company, you know, do you have any initiatives that will support my health aside from like the healthcare stuff? But like, are there group workouts that you can help arrange with our ERG groups, Um, things like that? are really, really important to get involved in because I think we also need to have this perspective of integrating work into our life. But a lot of times people lose what their life is because they're obsessed with work or they're so enveloped in it. And having been somebody who worked nine to fives throughout college, you know, I think I don't fully have the scope of saying I've been like a nine to five girl and I have this full perspective of what that's like. But as an influencer, as a freelancer, I work every single day. I don't take the weekends off really. I don't really give myself time off. I'm always doing interviews. I'm always chatting with people and I don't always take care of myself. I don't have that employee resource group to kind of reach out to or to hang out with a bunch of other people like me going out with a new influencer that I just met is I guess, like my kind of version of that ERG group, like going to those in-person events that I get invited to are those employee resource groups that help me keep going and remember that I'm not alone in my journey. And that's really what it's all about. It's about like the community element and finding other people who do what you do and being open if you're comfortable to talking with them about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think finding yeah those people that really know what you're going through that you can discuss that with, I think is so important. And yeah. we're trying to find what balance does work for you. I think, especially as, as a business owner, it can be a challenge for many people. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and you mentioned too about... Uh, you know, social media and and content and sort of brand deals. And, you know, some of the things that you speak on is the way that we consume content online right. and really, you know, shifting that to putting our mental health first. And, you know, part of this is, um, you know, about body image that you speak about and how social media plays a big part into this. And do you have any sort of insights on this? Because I think it's, especially nowadays, you know, it's it's so prevalent um and sort of how do you you know deal with this or how what sort of topics do you speak on around this like body image and social media
1: yeah i mean i speak on a lot of them particularly you know, the way that we are subconsciously consuming content that is affecting us and giving us negative self-talk. And as much as I would like it to be as simple as, you know, clicking a button, I think the real thing that we have to do is evaluate the difference between the digital world or the metaverse or the web three, the web two that's going on online in our hands versus like, the actual in real life experience that we have. And the way that I personally evaluate it is by really doing an audit on myself every single month of like, just figuring out how can I feel my best at any given time? Um, Is something I'm watching online causing me to feel a certain way about myself? Is it causing self-deprecating thoughts? If so, why? Like once you figure out why it's like, okay, well, how can I stop that? And it is definitely a hard thing to do because You have to basically be conscious of yourself in every moment. So do I recommend doing this all day, every day? No, I recommend doing this probably once a quarter. So four times of the year, you can spend about an hour scrolling, figuring out how certain things on your feed make you feel. If it doesn't feel good, unfollow. You can also, I think now like report on TikTok or Instagram, like not interested. Don't want to see posts like this, right? Don't want to do that. You can also go through and follow accounts that resonate with you, that help you have a better experience online. And I think that's really at the core of what it's all about, but it's hard to do. I'm not saying it's easy. It took me two years to figure out how to do this with like to a T that like really works. So I hope that this works for you and that you're conscious at least.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that that's, it's definitely such a great approach to take. Cause like you said, a lot of it too is subconscious. Like a lot yeah. of the times we don't even realize how that's affecting us. So I think really taking the time to evaluate this and and follow those that actually, you know, uplift you, I think is so important. And with that too, um, you were featured in an article and that read people are, will always be jealous of your success and yeah. do you want to tell us like how do you deal with you know any negativity that comes like especially with social media sometimes it's hard to hard to avoid that how do you deal with that sort of feedback
1: oh yeah this is a great great question but i don't know if i wrote this quote in that article but like people are always going to be jealous of you but their opinion of you is also none of your business so logically why would you like obviously I'm, we're talking about for the most part, like you haven't done anything crazy wrong. You're not being canceled for saying something mean online or like that. We're just ca- talking about general people being mean on the internet to you. Um, and, or also like, uh, an example I like to talk about a lot is like LinkedIn in college can be kind of toxic or even like out of college, post-grad, maybe you haven't gotten a job and like other people are going to be really bitter at you, right? Like that kind of stuff happens to all of us at any level, really. Um, It can even happen when you're going through getting into college or med school or grad school, right? Like there's so many things we can apply this to, but it, Logically, does not make sense for you as an individual to compare where you're at to somebody else and their journey. And I know that probably sounds easier said than done, but you know, like I mentioned in the beginning of this, if you have those boundaries of knowing when an opportunity is good for you and um, accepting that you you just have to really be trusting and surrender to that idea that nobody. Nobody else's journey other than your own matters in your own individual life, right? Like you want to, whatever it is you want to do with your life is completely in your hands and it might take some time, but in the time that it takes for you to get to where you want to go, you have to be patient. You have to put in the work. You have to do that self, um, you know, healing or the self-work and manifest it in a certain way or, you know, really kind of, I guess, dive deep and ask yourself, like, why do I want this opportunity so bad? And also something that I wanted to bring up was the fact that like, most of us have felt jealous or envious at some point in our life. And we know that feeling where we kind of get like a little hot headed, and we're like, why, why are they getting that? Or why did they get that over me? Right. Um, and that usually comes because your ego is hurt and your ego is like, thinks that somebody else's life is better than yours in the moment. But a lot of the time that's because we're living so much in the future and we're ignoring all of the amazing shit that we've already done. And we're focusing on somebody else's life. And in looking at somebody else's life, you're not even seeing the things coming at you, right? So I think we have to take a step back in the moments where we get redirected or we're getting told no, and we're getting that rejection and we set ourselves up to better handle whatever's coming towards us next. Mm hmm.
0: I, I definitely agree. And I think that was it's just so well said, because a lot of the time, like you said, it's we are comparing comparing to other people. And I think that it, it's just it's it's one, it's not healthy. And two, it's just not beneficial in any way. You know, you need to like compare to who you were yesterday and sort of what yeah. your goals are. And I, I definitely agree. Um, and, you know, with the with the business component too. you know, was that always a goal of you to own your own business to be an entrepreneur? Or yeah. did this just sort of come naturally to you?
1: You know, it honestly did come extremely naturally to me, but also in a very serendipitous way. Like I mentioned, I had the, you know, pandemic either on my side or as a vehicle to help guide this uh, in a lot of ways. I would say that, you know, if the pandemic didn't happen, I think I would be working in entertainment in Los Angeles. And that's just probably where I would be at. I don't think I would have been a freelancer, but the pandemic allowed me that time to reflect, to do an agency. Um, you know, I, Did I think I was going to be working at an ad agency for eight months? No. Did I do it anyway? Yes. I think I was going to work for a startup creating content. No. Did I do it? Yes. Um, Did I also work at Paramount and Warner Bros at the time? Absolutely. Yes. like I was all over the place and I was still finishing my undergraduate BFA. So I was like doing as much as I could so that I could learn about what I didn't like so that I could form what I did like and form an idea of that. And over that time, I actually used my senior capstone class as like an independent studies uh, kind of geared course where I was like, I'm going to prove to you that social media is art. I'm going to prove to you that it's a feasible career. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be on panels. I'm going to grow my followings. I'm going to you know, get whatever I want to get out of it. And I did it. And then at the end of that, I graduated and I told my parents, hi, I'm enrolling in a master's of science degree and it's remote. And also, by the way, I'm not going to get a full-time job. I'm actually going to be an influencer. And they were like, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, trust me. I'm going to live at home until I'm like 25, 26, 27, whatever. And I'm going to just kill it and not be in debt and really take those steps into forming my own business and a name for myself. And, you know, they're they're okay with it for now. And that's like really important and what matters to me. But I didn't know I always wanted to do it. I'm learning as I go. I'm only 23 right now. I'll be 24 in a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's it's a journey, but like I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I love having a team and building a team and doing so many different things all the time
0: hmm Absolutely. And it, it definitely is a journey, like you said there. And, you know, throughout the journey, has there been sort of a big challenge or, you know, some obstacles that you've really had to overcome? And, you know, if you want to share those and sort of how you overcame
1: those during the time? Uh, some obstacles. Well, I mean, I think obstacles happen almost all the time. Um, there's a lot of different things that I think can really present themselves as an obstacle, but it's about how you deal with them. And do you want to find a silver lining? Or do you want to, you know, make it into a positive thing? Or do you want to make it negative? And do you want to lower your vibrations? And Like I really do believe in this energy flow that we have as people. And if we focus on positive, there will be positive. And when we focus on negative, there will be negative. That's not saying be positive every single moment because of course there's like low moments. Like I'm not gonna say that there's not, but it's about that mindset shift of, do I want to try and see how this is going to be a redirection or this is going to help me in the long term. Or do I want to complain and, you know, evolve and not evolve and expect something to just magically fix on its own? Because a lot of the times things will not magically fix on their own. Um, We have to put in that extra kind of nudge to fix things if it's, you know, going wrong. And I think also, again, just like reminding yourself that when there are challenges that like you've made it through your worst days, like you'll continue to make it through the days to come, hopefully. and yeah, that's what I would say on that.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I think it it leads back to what you said in the beginning too, you know, you really want to put that, you have to put that work in if you really want to get to those main goals. And has on the other side of it, has there been sort of one big moment that really stands out to you looking back at your journey so far, one big success moment or highlight that, you know, you look back and it's almost like a pinch me moment?
1: I mean, I, I, I'm very like humbled to say this, but I think I have a lot of those. They have been like a lot of the time for me. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, I guess in September, I walked in New York fashion week for JC Um, Shortly after I had a photo shoot with Zappos uh, a month later, I spoke on a panel at the Grammy museum um, about mental health and chronic illness. And then I, you know, have gotten to be a Sports Illustrated Swim Search finalist and model for Sports Illustrated. Like, what? Like, it's so crazy. But honestly, just the fact that I have my own business is also a pinch me moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, congratulations, because those are definitely some huge moments. And I want to bring it back to, you know, when you were talking about your, your, your final project, and this is when you had created sort of the vision for your business. And one of those was to build your following. What were your sort of first steps, you know, when you made that decision that you wanted to grow this, you want to be an influencer? What were those first steps in really building that community?
1: I think just getting very clear on like what my intention was online was something that I actually didn't learn until later, but it's something that I recommend people do earlier on um, and really understanding why you want to post in the first place. Do you want to just like, you say you want to be an influencer. Okay. Why? Right. Why do you want to be an influencer? Oh, because, you know, I want to build a social following. Why? Why? why do you want to search for oh because i want other like minded individuals to follow me oh because I want to make a couple extra hundred dollars a month. Oh, because, you know, I just want to show my work online a little bit more. Um, I think all of those are, you know, great answers. And once you have that, it's like, okay, well, how can you cultivate a community around that idea? Who are the other people doing the same thing? What kind of business are you showing online? What kinds of content are you posting online? Are you doing it just because you want a big social following? Because if you're doing it for that reason, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be super phony and not work. Um, And unless you're, like a super hot up and coming model or actor, I don't really foresee that being a good strategy. And since the majority of us aren't those kinds of people, uh, we kind of have to go the route of cultivating a community. And I think, especially with this web three world that we're moving into and work from home and hybrid um, and really the future of work, I think we have to focus on what it truly means to be in a community, especially at work and how that can be leveraged in terms of the playbooks that all kinds of brands use or individuals use. So it's important.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that really builds into sort of, you know, the why of why you want to be an influencer. So they're also like the why you want to have a business. And if it's, if it really aligns with that, then that's what's going to help succeed. Not if you're just in it for, you know, having it like that. Um, and you you mentioned some advice there for, you know, people who are looking to build that. Uh, what sort of advice would you have for someone who was looking to start a business and or maybe just in that, you know, startup mm-hmm. phase?
1: Well. I think there is honestly no better time than now to start. And if you don't, you know, dive right in, you're always going to find an excuse. And I think if you want to find an objection and you want to hold yourself up, you can find a way to do it. I've been there um, with my business. And again, do not fully take business advice from me because I did not get a business degree. <laughs> not that that fully matters, but um, I didn't get a business degree. And I straight up just called my accountant and I said, hello, I am going to be starting my LLC. Can you please do the paperwork for me? <laughs> like I literally just made it that simple and got myself to the point where I had to make the money to pay for my accountant for setting up my llc and it was kind of this moment where like i was so confident in myself that i was going to do that because i didn't want to make an objection the only objection was that like not necessarily like when am i going to make this money but like how am i going to do it and when is it coming to me that's kind of like my my shift in the mindset and again easier said than done i mean I've seen people wait and wait and wait because they don't think it's the perfect time. And I'm like, well, why don't you just start the LLC and then you'll be forced to actually pay like money. Like not many people have money just coming out of their ass that they can spend on this. Um, Starting your business is definitely something that can be scary. Um, Sometimes you can have an objection of, oh, well, nobody's gonna wanna buy with me. So I'm just waiting for the right time. Okay, well, when's the right time? Like We don't know. So I think there's no better time to start than now. And another thing that I kind of like live by with my team is fail fast, learn faster. And when we have that mindset, we're able to kind of cross things off our list of like, okay, we tried this. We tried it for three months. It didn't work. Let's shift off our strategy. Let's do this next. We try that. Oh, okay. It doesn't work. Okay. Moving on to the next. Right? And I think that that's really, really important to do, especially as I build a team.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that that's great advice because like you said, there's never going to be the right time to do it. And you really don't even know what you don't know until you get started. And like you said, trying that out, seeing what works, if not moving on. Um, So I think that's really great advice for anyone looking to start a business. And I know that you have a lot going on in your business right now. Do you have any future plans coming up or anything you'd like to share that's in the near future?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I will say there's definitely a lot of things, some mental health related campaigns for May, which I'm super excited about. Um, some cool chronic illness advocacy opportunities coming up in June. I believe the Sports Illustrated uh, photos will come out sometime in May. Uh, I know this is all very vague, but that's kind of that. And I, I'm going to graduate um, you know, in December with my master's of science. So I'm just really excited and Um, again, really proud of myself and it's all very surreal that I've done all of it from this bedroom that you see on the zoom call. And, um, that's, you know, one other thing that I would implore people to do back to building that community is taking it from a digital environment and getting in real life, whether you are in a nine to five or whether you are an influencer or an entrepreneur, find a community of people, go to the lunches, go to the events, Go to the happy hours, expense a dinner. I mean, I think it's really important to do because you never know what the power of that human connection is going to lead to. Um, and you never know if somebody's going to go out of their way and offer you a partnership or offer you a promotion or present you with another opportunity. So get off the damn screen and out into the real life. <laughs>
0: I I definitely agree. I think that's great advice. And I think networking in any, no matter what job you're in, no matter what you're looking to do, I think networking can always help you get there. So I definitely agree. Um, And I always like to end off with a little rapid fire segment. So if you just want to say the first thing that comes to your mind.
1: Sure thing. Are you a
0: business owner looking to establish yourself as an expert in your industry, reach new audiences and build brand awareness, and form more personal connections with your current customers? Seems like a no brainer, right? But how do you do this? Enter podcasting. The podcast industry has been growing rapidly over the past few years and doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. After starting Made It Happen, I saw the power podcasting can have, and I want to help other entrepreneurs and businesses do the same. Enter Elevate Podcast Co, a podcast agency helping entrepreneurs and businesses have their voices heard and elevate their brand. We support launching and growing podcasts to connect with your audience, build authority, and amplify your business. Through podcast coaching, management, and our portable podcast studio, we will help you reach your podcast goals. You can visit us at elevatepodcastco.com as well as in the show notes and book your free discovery call to learn more.
1: Okay, so owning your own business means? Being confident in yourself no matter what.
0: One word to describe your business?
1: Electric.
0: If you only had two hours a day to focus on your business, what would you do?
1: I would talk to people on the phone for half of it and implement strategy into the other half, all with a coffee in hand.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh someone you look
1: up to. Mel Robbins. A female-owned business. Manifestation, babe. A book you'd recommend. This is uh really bad for me because I really am not the best reader, but the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Uh
0: a lifesaver for your business. So this could be a specific platform, this could be a planner, anything that you just couldn't live without.
1: My iCalendar, iCloud, Sync,
0: everything. <laughs> uh, a non-negotiable you have
1: is? Saying no when I know something is not right. And the best advice that you've ever received? I'm going to end off on a cheesy note, but everything you need is within. And yes, that is the name of my podcast.
0: perfect well and speaking of your podcast and where can people go to find your podcast find you online um any links anything like that
1: yeah well thanks so much for having me this was a really fun rapid fire i think conversation everything was really great and it was so business oriented which i love and i feel like i don't get to talk about enough but i appreciate you highlighting that for me um you can find me anywhere with the at symbol the word it's gg robinson um It's G.G. Robinson on any social platform. Uh, Google my name or just go to my website, ggrobinson.com and connect with me on LinkedIn. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Gigi, for joining me here today. It was so great hearing about your journey and I love everything that you're doing and the message that you're sharing. So I just can't wait to see all that's to come and thank you again.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to Made It Happen Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And thanks again for all your support. I'll see you next week.